Dave. This was supposed to be my confessional. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on? Not a hell of a lot. We're just um, excited to do a year-end review. Yeah, you and me both do this. Uh, well, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm excited, but I'm also like a little bit like le- leery of looking back over the year again. But uh, right. that does not stop me from looking. That's for sure. Just uh, sometimes, you know, years are hard. This is a hard year, dude. Yeah, it was a tough year, but honestly, it feels like to me, it just feels like it went by so quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I, I hear in the news, they're still talking about some of that January 6th stuff. And I feel like that was like a month and a half ago. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was a, it was a weird year, I think. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It, it did zip by, dude. Like it was, it was here and then it was gone, even though it was painful almost throughout for you yeah. and for me. Exactly right. For for different reasons, but I mean, it still ended up that way, right? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wrote some notes. Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you want to start with, man? What do you want? Whatever, you, want to start you, whatever you got going on there, man. You You took some notes, and we'll go <laughs> from your notes because I. Well, you know, I I'm there. always prepared. Um. um yeah. How about those uh, step meditations, man? Well, oh, uh, sorry. Bad Zoom connection. I couldn't quite hear you there. Um, so as far as shows go, we actually, uh, we didn't put out uh, as many shows this year just because I think we took quite a while off. Um, I think I was moving and life was in chaos and, mm-hmm. and then we had to kind of a, a couple months where it was hard to find guests, I think too. So, yeah, cause it was a weird time for, it was a weird time for me. That's for sure. The summer was a very strange time for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and despite that, we're still actually getting about the same amount of downloads per month that we were, oh. you know previous years so oh that's good um, so yeah it's holding steady so i thought that was what's that how many episodes do we have uh we put out 36 this year okay so um and i and overall i think 179 i think nice dude yeah so that's pretty impressive yeah i mean uh so what did we start september i just put in calendar the other day i think it was september 16th ish Mm-hmm. 2018 is when we started oh nice dude so it's been a while it's been it's been going for a bit yeah man sweet and uh, it, man. we started the year off and as soon as i seen the name i was like because we are the second episode of the year was the bed bug dog oh goodness yeah. and i will never forget that episode <laughs> so you still haven't gotten a proper night's sleep eh? like ever since I just honestly, I just have to not think about it at all. Yeah, it just creeps me. It grosses me out. But yeah, yeah. No, I understand that, man. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty creepy if you really think about it, right? For some, somehow, my brain is pretty like good at compartmentalizing, so it doesn't even think about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like no, whatever. It's a, it's a doggo. <laughs> well, I got pretty distracted through the year and totally forgot about it. And then as soon as I saw the name on the episode, I was like, oh man, that was that dog. <laughs> yeah. Really good episode, though. It just, it was, yeah. yeah. The dog kept sniffing the furniture I was sitting on. That's all. Well, I don't know if the furniture or, you know, your crotch area or what it was. It was after something over there. Yeah, it definitely wasn't <laughs> doing that, but okay. Yeah. No, of course not, man. I, I, I make stuff up all the time. Yeah. People understand that. So what do you, I mean, what does, is there any, I guess, well, actually, episode dude, or... I want to. I'm curious uh, to hear from you first, actually, about um, 
about your year. Like I just, I think you had a monumentally more difficult year than me, and uh, and and probably a difficult year in standing with most people's year, right? Like last couple of years, like having yeah. just, um, well, yeah, exactly. Why would I tell that story, right? Like that's that's yours. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, for me personally, it was, uh, I would have to say it's probably the most challenging year I've had just with career work, finance, finances. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously we were, we tried to move to Lethbridge, um, because I got work down in Lethbridge after being laid off for like a year. Um, and yeah, it was, uh, it was like, I remember it was like so exciting and it was in a new industry and I wanted, to, I couldn't wait to get there. And it seemed like such a great job and, mm. you know, it was a really good work atmosphere. Everybody's friendly and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah. And then it, when the hammer fell there back in November, um, yeah, it just kind of threw the whole year down the toilet. Mm. Um, but it was just like, so from May till now, it's just been utter chaos. Like I've been either moving and packing and downsizing and and selling things and going to the dump and or then packing up and moving back to Calgary Painting or yeah yeah like it's just been insane so and I know that obviously there's lots of people going through much worse than that but mm -hmm. uh, for me personally it was just a lot of chaos and mm -hmm. I'm not a I'm not a big fan of just like not having a solid plan of some sort like yeah um, I don't like not knowing where I'm going to get paid next. I don't like not knowing what am I doing? Am I living in Calgary or Lethbridge? What am I? So mm. just a lot of upheaval. Um, and I think that's why this year just kind of seemed to blow by for me because it was probably well six or seven months of it has just been complete upheaval. And mm. I think part of, you know, I think that's part of the reason why even through the summer, like recording was difficult because I was moving all the time. Mm -hmm. it was chaos. So. Well, and that's yeah. why we just kind of let it go, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I understand. It was a fuck. It was obvious that it was hard. Like it, it was a hard yeah. time, right? So. Well, it was, and it was. It's hard on uh, you know, hard on my wife, hard on my daughter because mm -hmm. we. It was hard to accept that we were moving from Calgary. I mean, we've been in this yeah. particular house for sixteen years. My daughter's only ever known this house, so. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot of saying goodbye to things in the house. Um, and then only to like, literally we said goodbye. It was funny. Cause we said goodbye. We had finished moving everything, finished the renovations it was on the market. Just, we just got to sell it. And we had one weekend and it was the, uh, remembrance day weekend mm -hmm. of just like, okay, we don't have to go back to Calgary this weekend. We don't have work to do at the old house. We don't have anything. We just can relax. And then it was like that Thursday, they, 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 they they corporately restructured <laughs> the fucking rug came out right yeah yeah and it was just weird i mean you came down that week it was like yeah. oh it was, it was it was jacked up to be actually a pretty great week and then just poo but no. it was man it was it was a strange i gotta tell you though dude before you even got the news about your guys's vehicle mm -hmm. i felt off there Something yeah it was just off and i was going through my own stuff with my with a change in my meds and stuff like that yeah, but it was it was not just that. It was like there was something in the air mm -hmm. that just didn't feel quite right. You yeah, know? like if you had to ask me, if you asked me what it was specifically, I wouldn't be able to tell you, man. Yeah, like 
it was like one of those things where the hotel room was the worst I've had in a long time. Yeah. Right. Like, and it was loud and people were up at like three and four and five in the morning that were all around me. And dude, seriously, like I haven't had an experience in a hotel like that in a long time, man. Like since I paid $6 a night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even when you came down, it was like the, it, it got cloudy. It was super windy. We couldn't take pictures. Like, yeah. Like as I drove into town, it was like, yeah, there's something wicked this way came with me, man. And, uh, I, it was just, yeah, it felt so off. And then everything just like one after the other started happening to you and Michelle. And, uh, it was like, holy crap, I've never gone to Lethbridge again. <laughs> well, Maybe. it was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, that was messed up, man. I don't yeah, know how else to say it. And, you know, it's been insane because we, uh, we basically repacked everything into boxes in four days, got back to Calgary. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I, now that I'm through it um, and I'm kind of coming out of the shock of it all, Mm-hmm. Like I, I still have a lot of bitterness, so we're working through that. But um, yeah, but dude, that's that's natural, man. <laughs> yeah, like that's they've earned that. Oh yeah, um, so, but you just some, don't want it to hurt you, right? That's yeah, the only thing. That's right. Yeah. But no, I think there's like I think there's um, it's interesting because I really wanted to get into that industry. I really felt like I wanted a big change. I felt like mm-hmm. I was ready for it, and then when it happened, I was like, all right, this is awesome. And so like it's happening and. But I think it was really like, unfortunately, it's a pretty hard life lesson, but I think it was just kind of life like, okay, well, you, you can have it, but then, you know, like that grass ain't any greener. Yeah. Um, and here's it, here's the cost, right? Exactly. And then yeah. on the flip side, when we had to come back, like I honestly, the, the community of people we know in Calgary, yourself included, um, like it was phenomenal to see the, mm. uh, the support. Even well, we, if it's just we love nice you guys, message. man yeah like it was amazing and i think it was really a highlight of like where where we're supposed to be like and that's kind of how i think we all took it is like it's pretty clear yeah what where we're not supposed to be and where we're supposed to be because there was people like that and there was people that reached out to us to just in kind words and stuff Mm -hmm. that honestly i hadn't talked to in 10 years um there was people that i worked with 15 years ago that were um reaching out to me you know, things like that. Like it, it was pretty amazing. So, um, That's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. I, I always say that out of, you know, how I'd like to say that out of bad things, like there's always a good thing that comes out of it. And I think mm-hmm. really that's what it is for me is realizing that like, I need to put my focus back into my community, my, mm-hmm. my own house, my own, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Rather than constantly want something else. Yeah. Like I dig it, man. I dig you it. You know, at least that's what I'm thinking I'm supposed to learn. Yeah, but, but that's that's a good lesson for any of us, right? To learn yeah. that look, you've got to be before we can move out there in the world somewhere, we've got to be a little bit okay at home. Wherever that is with us, right? Wherever we happen yeah. to be there. Um yeah. despite whatever's going on, which is easier said than done. You know. absolutely and and just having appreciate like it really taught me appreciation for what i have mm. um like we kept saying even throughout the the losing the job and all that stuff like it it was hard it was like mm. i man i was in panic mode for a good solid three weeks but um just 
you know, it's just something that happens and you got to just work through it. And, you know, it it isn't the end of the world. It was never going to be the end of the world, but it's just like, it it wasn't what we expected. I think that was just the hard part is, is everything. Like I literally went to work that morning, excited to go to work. I was happy. I was like, Oh man, today's going to be a great day. I was like, I'm going to do this and get this done. And then I got there and it was just like, boom, done. And I just think it was the, it's, it's like just the utter betrayal of it all. Cause I know now that they were kind of lying to me the whole time and they were, they weren't telling me the full story, you know, like things Mm -hmm. like that. So it's kind of like the betrayal of it all was more of the pain, I think. Yeah. So. Sorry about that. I had a sound issue here, but I was listening. (laughs) And, and you're right, dude. It's not, it's not necessarily the loss of the job, right? It's how it happens, man. Yeah. Like, because when, when you got laid off from oil and gas, the anger wasn't there, right? Like, um, no. it wasn't the same. No, and no. There's a reason why it wasn't the same. It's because yeah. the one day they didn't say you're great. And the next day say, yeah, you're fired. Exactly. Or you're laid off or whatever they said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and then that was the thing. And like up until like literally the day before I was asking them questions about, Hey, how are we going to do this? And we're talking and making plans for two months from now. And we're talking mm-hmm. about all these things. And then the next day it's like, ah, you're gone. Yeah. It's like, well, you guys didn't decide that last night at midnight. So you must've known yesterday and the day before when you were talking to me, like, mm-hmm. so it just kind of felt like that betrayal. Like you just yeah. felt like I got stabbed in the back. Yeah. You know, on top of the yarding me around that, oh no, move mm. to Lethbridge. It'll be great. Yeah. This will be an opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we did get our house renovated. So I guess that's a good thing. I'm just going to pay for it now. Well, I mean, the, the really the good thing, there's lots of good that came from it for sure. Yes. Easier said than done to Absolutely. get there when you can look in hindsight and say, you know what? Like, yeah, because you, now you're, you're amongst people who love you, right? Yeah. And anything can happen when we're amongst people who love us. Like there's Absolutely. just, there's no end to what can be accomplished. Right. Well, one of the greatest things was when we actually got back to recording back at, at where we normally record with mm-hmm. a guest in person, honestly, it just kind of felt like that. I think was when I started to feel like, okay, we're, this is like, I'm back home. Like oh, I'm too, back man. where I'm supposed to be, you know? Oh Yeah. So, cause that felt really good actually getting back to yeah. recording like normal. It feels so good. And we're going to do more of it. And yeah. I'm grateful we'll have the opportunity. Absolutely. You know? um, so how about your year though? You had some uh, changes this year and I know you don't want to talk about too much, but I know uh, you had yeah, but I do. Changes. I did. And I, I, I don't mind talking about it, man. It's been hard. Like it's been a hard, um, it's been a hard year from start to finish, even before, um, before we split up uh in june um but since then it's been a oh man it's been a a discovery of like my of where and how depression is just playing a role in my life right and Mm. um and trying to treat that the best i can uh and so i'm i'm doing much better at that now than i was six months ago um that's good you know, yeah, it's been, but a lot of it had to do with uh, getting disciplined again, like becoming more disciplined after this, after we split up, um, disciplined in my own care, right? So that includes like meditation, exercise, all that kind of stuff. Um, 
because that's the stuff that just gets neglected right like yeah. when you're when you're trying to survive you know some of those things just get neglected and i don't want to make it sound like it was like um you know i had to survive this terrible thing um it's just when you're in a situation that's not changing you a human goes into survival mode right like just to uh, especially when there are certain things that are just coming to light that you need to deal with right like yeah. and yeah it's been a it's been an exploration process for me and not always pleasant right like you yeah. know discovering that i'm per, i i get very codependent in relationships like it's that's probably yeah i mean that's just one of the many things that kind of comes to light when you start doing some work right when you start doing yeah. some writing um but i i don't know man i I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn those things and to hopefully um, learn how to incorporate different things into my my life for whatever happens next, right? Like I I have no idea um, about like relationship wise, like I have no interest in that stuff uh, right now. Yeah. Um, I'm still I'm not there, man. Like I'm healing still, and I'm really enjoying the process of that. Like, again, even though I, uh, it's not always pleasant, you know, um, yeah. there's lots of nights where I, I wallow a bit, you know, um, I wallow a bit in, well, I think it was most, it, it kind of ebbed and flowed for a bit. And then it kind of just kind of mellowed out for a while, but then Christmas came. And so this is the first Christmas where we're not together since we were oh, together. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. um, first Christmas without her and even though this time um was really a difficult time for us like the the first Christmas when we lived together was probably well that was the hardest time you know yeah. that's when things were really really hard for us yeah uh, and they just kind of got swept under the rug as we moved away from that that uh first Christmas and when we were living together but yeah you know it even though it's kind of muddied with some mixed emotions, um, I got to spend a lot of time with my family. So that was nice, you know? Um, yeah. And I always got to spend time with my family, of course, but it was, it was nice to be alone and able to kind of reflect on that stuff, you know, and also to experience the emotions of coming home and being alone after. And, and I'm really, I'm a huge fan of being alone. Like, I I try to be alone a lot, um, yeah. but yeah, I noticed it a lot over Christmas, man. I noticed uh, just wow. the absence of the love, right? That uh, that we did share together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah so, and that's hard. I mean, because you kind of build up like a you know build up memories, and then mm -hmm. it, yeah, yeah, I can see where that'd be like it's, it's hard to deal with. Yeah, it's, it was pretty challenging, man. And I mean, it's not as bad today, right? Because it's the 29th sure. and. Um, you know, I've had some days to go to meetings and kind of process how I'm feeling a bit about it. And I, uh, yeah, I have to be honest, like I miss that. There's a part of me that misses that companionship, right? Where you're, yeah. you have this like warm little home, you got your little fam, like whatever that looks yeah. like, right? So you do it. Um, yeah, so there's a loss of that for sure. And I'm so, I'm just kind of, as things come up, 
that I have to deal with in regards to the loss of that relationship. I just, I try to deal with it the best I can yeah. um, and not like completely melt down. <laughs> and, and by melt down, I just mean lock myself away, really. Yeah. Like, um, because that tendency has definitely crept into my life, man. Um, yeah. Isolating and like I'm, I've started to, well, I shouldn't say I started to, because over the last couple of weeks with Christmas and everything, I just kind of made a point to get out of the house almost mm. every day, either go to a meeting or go meet somebody for coffee or something like that. Yeah. Um, because there was, there was definitely a three-day period where I didn't go out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, and uh, people are probably listening going, yeah, that's pretty much been our life for the last two years. But like, I have to tell you, that wasn't mine. Like I've yeah. been working for the last two years and and towards about the last year, um, the first year of pandemic, and then the half of the second year, it was very difficult for me at home, right? So I was at work a lot. And, and so there's a part of me that wants to be like, dude, you totally can isolate, you know? And every once in a while, I'm like, you know what, dude, you take a day, you don't have to do anything. Like you don't have any work on the agenda. So take a day, get in a blanket, you know, soothe your soul, like whatever that looks like, and For then, sure. you know, get back at her. But, uh, and I think becoming more and more comfortable in my space again, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think yeah. that's vital, like getting, um, I mean, it, from the outside perspective, it seems like you're, you're, that's where, where your head is, is where is focused more on like, I don't know. I don't know if it's cliche to see be, becoming a better Dave, but like <laughs> just being understanding yourself better. And and one thing I, I will say is you don't seem to be falling into the same habits you used to, though. So I think that's a definitely a positive coming out of that, right? <laughs> I gotta tell you something about that too, because it's it's funny that you say that. Um, because you're right, I, I haven't fallen prey to old habits like yeah. promiscuity and all that stuff. I'm just not there, right? <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, our mutual friend Dominic, uh, Mr. Dominic, he, uh, he, you, you've heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes. Haven't you? Yeah. So the hierarchy of needs at the tip of the pyramid is self-actualization. Yeah. Okay. So Dom thinks that because this might be possible, and I, I don't, not believe him. Okay. <laughs> it's just really hard for me to imagine that i've actually reached self-actualization but he said in regards to sex i might have there you go <laughs> like maybe i've done everything i ever dreamt of doing and <laughs> and that explains my lack of interest obviously he's just kidding but um it's funny because i'm probably going to get a tattoo with the triangle and a little dude with his feet dangling over the edge sitting at the top of it and that self-actualization pose yeah, yeah. I just think that would be pretty funny because when he said it, I just about spit my food out. I was like, oh, what if that is true, though? <laughs> <laughs> what if that's part of self-actualization when you actually fulfill every like desire, both secret and conscious, and all of a sudden you walk around going, well, what the hell is next? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I mean, obviously, dude, we're just yeah. entertaining this like philosophically because i i'm not sure if i buy it um <laughs> but i do like the idea of it you know of a, it's human, a working theory totally man and i do like the idea of a human being 
just reaching some point of like, okay, I've had enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, because I could never do that with like booze or other stuff. Yeah. But being able to do with the help of whatever underneath power, whatever, yeah. whatever power is out there, man, um, to get to a place where that's not your life. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of cool, man. It is. And, yeah. That would be cool. It, it feels pretty good. Like that. And so I think as hard as the year, the whole point of that was the hard as hard as the year was, it was also very educational. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and at times entertaining, right. Like we've, yeah. we've had to make it entertaining in some ways. Right. To oh, kind of sure. drive. Yeah. And, and that's the interesting thing about the years. Like I, I do think, like, I think I've learned a lot from it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff that's happened to me and, and I think it's given me a, like I came out of it with a whole lot of new thoughts and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting back into meditation and stuff like that starting to try to focus again on like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? What thoughts do I want to have? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the year was, it was like, for me, it was like a, like tear down and like, it's kind of like purging all the stuff from my house Mm -hmm. and taking it to the dump or selling it at the garage sales. Like it was like, I don't know. I just felt like 2021 was my year to just get rid of all the excess Mm -hmm. garbage and like, focus back in on like, you know, the little things that I wanted to always do Agreed. Um, yeah. as an example. And I, I think this might be a karmic example, but uh, as I was unpacking, I found a notebook in which I wrote on the first two pages and they were like the only pages that had anything written on them. I love the so, notebooks, man. <laughs> right. I have about 30 of those, but this particular one was from. We call those notebooks of good intentions. Yeah. This one was from 1996, 97. And I wrote the top 50 things I want to do in it. Okay. And I was like, I was reading through it. And I was like, holy shit, I actually got some. Like I had marked some off that I'd already done. Mm-hmm. And, and then I checked off a few more. I'm like, why don't I just start doing these things? Yeah. So, so yeah. So I just thought it was funny where it's like, I've had this, this terrible year, tough year. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just been chaos and crazy. But at the same time, I found unpacking the stuff that we mm-hmm. kept is very healing, very yeah. cathartic, very whatever word you want to use for it. But because it's finding things like everything. that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's finding things like the, that journal or, mm-hmm. you know, some other thing and you go, holy crap, I haven't seen that in 10 years. Like, I, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and so I, I think do, it's man. just reconnecting to who I was, like mm-hmm. the things I used to like, the things I used to do, like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, I think it was a good year to like reconnect a bit, mm-hmm. but well, you're right, man. I think, and that's when a lot of us reconnected when things are hard, right? We, yeah. We dig into what works for us, right? And and that, yeah. for, you know, lack of a better description, is whatever gets us through it, you yeah. know? And I mean, this past year for your family was hard for lots of reasons, right? Like I, just as you were talking, it was like the emotional toll of finding those children the bodies on the residential school. Oh yes, right. Yeah, like, yeah. And I, it, it just brought to mind because I remember um, how hard it, it was, right? Like how yeah. watching you know, like your family suffer, man. And um, but and I shouldn't say but because it's not a but, but and it has influenced more than you guys could know, 
right? Like the, the, the toll, the influence that goes outward continues to grow, right? Like the, yeah. um, and so hope, I, I hope, I don't think it will be in vain. Um, I hope there'll be some, inc some incredible changes and things done from all this. I really hope so. Um, and it seems like, it seems like this government is actually doing some positive things. Um, yeah. In terms of not not the provincial government, of course. Let me specify um, <laughs> the uh, federal government is who we're talking about now. Yeah. For all their faults, which we know there are many, um, yeah. they're they they are making some good strides in some directions. And it was you and Michelle who uh, educated me on that in terms of the water, right? And that's true. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not public, like it's not widespread because there's COVID and COVID seems to be everywhere every day, right? Yeah. Um, so well, there's I, so much other insanity out there that it just kind of yeah. drowns out yeah. anything. Like, because I even I was thinking, like, man, you don't, you just don't hear like good news stories. Yeah, it drowns like, out the positive, man. Yeah, like there used to be, yeah. like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and of course, this is going back, but like, News used to be like, oh, they do like the world news, local news, mm -hmm. and then but they'd always have like some local community good story or or even a good story that came. And it's like you don't really see that a lot, especially if it's online. Like you you have well, to dude, purposely go find it. Yeah, you know that I'm I'm going to get people yelling at me for even saying anything positive about the Liberal Party. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> right. Like and it's, and like don't get me wrong, I didn't vote Liberal. But like, those are some major changes that we've never seen in this country, right? Well, and that's just it. They they don't do everything good. They no, of course not. Yeah, but they have done some good things, and so yeah. yeah. And I think, like you just said, like we we have a. I think, in order to bring a balanced like appeal to to each other, like we have to be looking at the positives too, as Absolutely. well as as well as the negatives. Like not yeah. brushing anything under any carpets or nothing, but. Well, I think the thing for me is I, I, I've really tried over the last few years, actually, to get away from the all or nothing talk, like mm -hmm. mentality. So it's like, yeah. I have to hate this political party 100% yeah. because of, because I do. It's so rigid, man. And it's like, yeah, like, I just, I don't know if I do. I, I think there's certain parties that I just can't agree with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, when, when you look at some of the governments we've had, it's like, yeah, but they, they did some things good and a lot mm -hmm. of things bad. I mean, this government's no different. You know, they, they, we now officially have uh, a stat holiday for Indigenous Day mm -hmm. um, every year. Um, they, have, they have definitely cut down on the drinking water advisory, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, on the West Coast, you still have, you know, paramilitary RCMP groups invading what the yeah. government and the court systems have already said is not Canadian land. It's yeah. sovereign land. Sovereign territory. And they're like, man, right? we don't care. We're the crown. So, and they're, they, and they won't back down on this armed, uh, like assault. And they use their hands out of their right? land to put a yeah. pipeline there rather than move the pipeline around their land. Yeah. Like I, so it's like the, it's it's always the give and the take. Mm -hmm. Like, well, well it's like a hug and punch, right? Right. Yeah, totally. So, it's like yeah, a giant yeah. cultural hug and punch yeah. from the government. Come in here close. We really want to help you and heal you. And we're stabbing you in the back. Exactly. And taking but, your wallet. 
but that's I actually forgot that that kind of how the year started was really with mm-hmm. the discovery of all those graves. I mean, we say discovery, but it was really just the Canadian government finally had to admit that those existed. Um, it was the discovery by the populace, basically. Yeah, it was it was the actual, you know, I guess underground penetrating radar photographic mm-hmm. proof that they needed that yeah, yeah. So and I mean though there's thousands and thousands more that may never be discovered. I mean, yeah. a lot of those residential schools were turned into farmland. Yeah. So and they're being farmed right now. So you're farming mm-hmm. dead bodies. Like it's yeah. So the year did start there. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was uh yeah, that, well, was, that was I, tough. It was hard on, on my family, for sure. Buddy, it was, and it was uh, it was hard to not be able to do anything to help, right? Like, yeah, um, because there's, you know, there's nothing you can do to take the edge off that. You have to feel that shit. Like, all of us have yeah. to, right? Like, feel the reality, and it, it just really, really is an awful truth of our past, of our country's past, yeah. right? And absolutely, regardless of, like, what a person thinks now it's an awful truth of our past Reg- mm-hmm. like um and really i'm tired of hearing people defend that fucking shit right like yeah um in any way shape or form well know, it's um, to me it's the same as defending slavery defending yeah. what the nazis did it's no different not any different at all no different so, at all man you know just because it happened in canada doesn't make it fun yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. it exciting yeah. So yeah, it's, it's tough. And I, mm-hmm. I think I've, we've actually, we've had a number of guests on to talk about their recovery road to recovery and, mm-hmm. and what recovery is like now and stuff that have actually, you know, like that are indigenous guests and have close ties to residential school. And I, I find it interesting how, I mean, we know that level of trauma that you go through. Yeah. Even just being the well, generation. We, we only know that. We only know from our outside perspective right yeah like the depth of that is so deep oh totally yeah yeah so it's it's but it's it's interesting i just um i think it's i'm finding it's becoming more and more talked about like more and less there's always going to be the racist there's always going to be the 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 idiots out there but i think it's becoming more of a conversation like you know rather than well you know wow let's just throw money in a program it's more Mm -hmm. like okay well let's actually do stuff that might actually make an impact Mm -hmm. to reverse what we've done you know and i you know i see that like there was uh that actually was the pressure that was needed to change langevin school's name here in calgary yeah back to its original name so it wasn't even like a big drastic name change Mm -hmm. it was just back to its original um there was things like that what's the original name I think it was like river riverside high school or something like that yeah that's right that's right yeah and so it wasn't i mean and so the historical buffs out there who were like oh my god why would you do that yeah well uh, technically exactly <laughs> you know you just got to go back a little further and it was something else exactly and, so, and that's like isn't that pretty much the way it is when you look back in time you mm-hmm. you look back far enough you see similar patterns repeated so why would it be any different there Mm -hmm. yeah weird man we have strange expectations about some things and then we don't have the same ones about other things which we absolutely make sense to have the same assumptions about right right? yeah if it's ever safe to have assumptions not absolutely definitely not about people um 
but about history for sure. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It was a hard year for that stuff. That was, it was. Uh, and I mean, you had all that craziness down in the States on January 6th. You had like the new president sworn in. You had all that crazy right. vanity down there. It's already been a year, hey? Yeah, right? Wow. Yeah, I know, and they're right, still man. bringing those people to trial, all those January 6th people, man. That's right. They are. God, what yeah, a they, they convicted a bunch of them, didn't they? Yeah. Already? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's wild. Well, I mean, yeah, I was just reading this. I was reading a story yesterday about one of the a bunch of the police officers that had gone and taken part in the uh, rally, as they called it. Oh yeah, yeah, and how much trouble they were in. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet, man. You, uh, the p- police are under a microscope, right? Like, well, and they they were there hurting the other police. <laughs> like, yeah, there was a couple of them that know, took part in beating up one of the other cops or something, or. But you see, that's that's one of the things that I've come to understand about about uh, the police like um, culture is that they'll defend each other against an outside enemy, but absolutely tear each other apart without question. They're just it's like it's like sharks, right? Like they they'll they'll prefer to attack something else, but in lieu of something else. Yeah. because we have to have this strong blue line um, in lieu of something else. Well, I'm going to go ahead and like sabotage my brother or sister in their career. So exactly. Yeah. Cause we're all about like watching each other's backs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Absolutely. you know, the majority probably really are right. Like mm-hmm. are, oh, genuinely, yeah, sure. are genuinely just, well, and I know that the majority of, of who yeah. I encounter anyway, but having said that, I also have to qualify that because those who I encounter, I encounter as a white male mm-hmm. <laughs> and as not only a white male, but as a white male who is also, um, how can I word that? I, I don't know what I, where I was going with that, but all I really have to be is a white male in North America, right? And I'm taking seriously, so yeah. uh, I'm just... I'm I'm joking and also not joking. Yeah, but it is true because you have a different experience than somebody else. That's all really that's right. it goes. That's all I'm saying. And really, make sure yeah. you vet your white people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You've been vetted. <laughs> I, yeah, no doubt. We have to make sure we vet our white people. I just still laugh at that every time I think about it. Um, funny, one Mary, of the things. Hey? One of the biggest things I think I really wanted to mention on the show today was that um, the guy who murdered George Floyd was convicted and sentenced yeah. to 22 and a half years this year. Yeah. So that was pretty important. Yeah. That, is that pretty important. much took up all of 2020. <laughs> yeah. That's right, man. That, that's know? a big deal, right? It is. That's a huge deal in contrast to that other kid getting off. Right. Yes. Like a huge deal because it shows you the difference. And how things are enforced, right? Like how the rule of law is enforced. Well, and I think it was interesting because I've done some, I did a little bit of research um, on how how things were changed. Like did police departments change policies? What, Mm -hmm. like, was it just a lot of like news and then nothing changes? But there was actually a few, I don't know if it's states or cities. I, I don't really know how their whole system works down there, but there was a few places that did change some policies. So I know mm-hmm. um, like New York, some of the bigger places like New York, places like that changed their policies. Um, I read an article where 
the first police officer under a new law in one of the states is going to be prosecuted for misconduct because his fellow officers reported him because the new law is that if you're an officer and you see it happen and you don't report it, now you're on the hook too. Yeah. And so right away, it was, I think it was in in, in place for like a day mm. before the first came. Like the first report came in, hey? So I, I just think <laughs> some of the things like that, again, need to be mentioned because yeah. it's not that that's the end all and be all of, no, well, now it's perfect. The system's perfect now. Of course not. But I think some places are trying to make a change. And I think some people, yeah. there are people out there that recognize that it is 2021 mm -hmm. and this whole fictitious racism thing that people seem to believe one is better than the other mm -hmm. is just a big whole pile of bullshit mm -hmm. and that there's really no need for it. And I think more and more people are getting fed up with um, mm -hmm. non-people of color as, as well. Um, yeah. So I, I hope, I, I really do hope that's the case. But. I do too, man. I hope so too. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime. Like it, it's, it's, it's slow change, right? You know, like it just, and don't get me wrong. I, I, it's not a criticism. I just don't think we will because it's such a, a big thing to change. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's a uh, God, it's gotta be on the surface long enough for it to be dealt with before it can change, you know, like, and yeah. we both know that there's just a lot of people that are just going under the surface. They're just going to, keep their bigotry to themselves and, until it lashes out somehow and um hopefully we never hear from them right and the truth is most yeah. most bigots we won't hear from right yeah we we hear from the bigots that have the big mouths right like that's who yeah. we hear from um and to have big mouths and a platform in in some cases you know um, absolutely but uh, yeah i i think I think there's change happening, but I think it's going to be the generations like Sam's generation. Yeah, um, I think so and and my nephews and my nieces and and those yeah. those generations are going to be the ones who follow through, right? Like, yeah, I think so. We're in that that uh, thinking pot right now, where all the ideas are swimming, and and we're all overwhelmed because there's so many ideas and. Um, there's so much awareness now of things that hurt people. Right. Yeah. And so, and by that, I mean, hurt people's feelings and I get it. Like they're when people's feelings are hurt, that's not a weakness in them. That is an identifier that we need to do some like um, questions. We need to ask them why, like how, what can we do for you? Yeah. Right. Instead of treating it like it's a weakness, we need to like treat it. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, that, that requires like more of a community, you know, um, of, it doesn't have to be like a commune type of thing. It just, just more like a community of Absolutely. Inter interested parties, parties yeah. who actually care. And I think this is one of the things that I've noticed is um, one of the things that's helped me quite a bit over the last six months is my increase of meetings. Um, mm and doing more and more 12-step meetings has obviously helped center my brain a lot more, right? Um, oh, that's good. Well, and that's the whole idea behind it, right? Is like, yeah. like I, I read this book that John sent, gave me uh, called The Craving Brain, right? Oh, and, I remember you mentioning that, yeah. Yeah, and so part of The Craving Brain is, is the 
the herd mentality, right? Where mm. we're it's in our it's in our nature, our lizard brain, if you want, or or ape brain, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's in our nature to herd together for safety, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we don't talk about it. We're not consciously aware of it unless we learn that about it or whatever. Um, but most people in a 12-step fellowship will say, I don't know why it works. It just works, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons it just works. So when <laughs> I say it just works, yeah. it's biology, right? Like, it's yeah, that yeah. big chunk of, because honestly, as an alcoholic in recovery myself, like, um, I understand that a big part of my problem is I want to be disconnected, mm-hmm. right? And not because I think it's a good idea, but because I think you're going to hurt me, right? Yeah. So, so as that monkey that I am, I have to remember that I'm not going to be hurt, right? Like what, what's going to happen is it's, it's the illusion of being hurt, yeah. right? And so I disconnect, I isolate, and I withdraw. And how I used to do that was drinking. I would, because yeah. oh, I could get the isolation, the withdrawal, and the self-pity by just taking a drink. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? Like that's what, yeah. if, if anyone ever asked me, uh, you know, what happens when you drink, that's what happens. Like I all of a sudden feel sorry for myself and feel yeah. like uh, you owe me something. <laughs> like how does that happen? Right. I don't know. But that's like the alcoholic brain. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and part of the treating of my of my alcoholism is just that understanding that this is part of my brain. Like, yeah, yeah. it still wants to. Yeah, well, and you need that community around you, and I think mm-hmm. that's we we need that in every aspect of our life. Like, yeah, you know, there's really very few things that you really truly do solo. Mm-hmm. You know, I and even then, you're not doing that one percent of the time. No, you're right. Yeah, so. yeah. Sorry, man, I interrupted you. No, no, it's all good. I, I think I think that's one of the reasons why churches have lasted so long mm-hmm. is the fellowship angle of it, right? The the like-minded, the herd mentality. It absolutely it is um and it's not a it's not an insult to anyone out there who is like faith-based because I I follow the herd mentality too. Okay. So yeah. I go to support groups and that's herd mentality. So I'm not criticizing it. Um, I'm just simply pointing it out that that's a part of our psychology and yeah. uh, learning that that is a part of why some of these institutions, like, honestly, we've had many conversations about the Catholic church, right? Mm. So what's part of how, how can that last? Well, exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Part of how it lasts is that herd mentality. There's yeah, because people can, people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry. No, go for it, man. Yeah, it's just, but that's where you get that feeling of community. Because, I mean, Mm -hmm. especially in, like, you look at our cities now, like, when I say community, I don't mean, like, oh, in the community of Parkdale, Mm -hmm. or, like, that to me is not community. No. Because most of us don't don't really know our neighbors. We don't have barbecue parties on the block. We don't, you know, so for a lot of us, it's it's our friends that occupy in that city, but they Mm -hmm. might be all over the city. Yeah. And so, like, when I came back, when we got that support from our community, when I say our community, I mean, like, the friends, the family, the, mm. the friends that have become family, you know, that's what I mean. And I think we all need that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I don't know how I said to Michelle, and we've talked about this many times, like, if I was a, a single guy, mm-hmm. in some ways, I think I would have, you know, been able to walk through that a little bit. But at the same time, 
just not having anybody to talk to mm-hmm. and like when you need to yeah at 2 a.m when you can't freaking yep. sleep or yeah. and i think it would be really hard to do it alone and i, uh, I mean there's people that are going it alone mm-hmm. um but at some point you do need some support group you need yeah. somebody to talk to right so. I, I think we just, we need people around us at times, right? That are going to yeah. heal us. And, and if uh, people doubt that, go spend some time around healers and people who are all about love. Yeah. You'll feel different, right? Yeah. Like, um, and I'm not talking about people who talk about it. I'm talking about people who live it, right? Yeah. Like, and, and I mean, we, I mean, I, I have lots of criticisms of the 12-step programs and stuff like that. But those criticisms are, are, are based on, the fact that that those programs work for me right so i'm able to criticize it because i'm a human being and yeah. part of my makeup is also to ask questions exactly right? but that doesn't mean that i don't think it works because i i obviously it works right yeah. um for me it works so, absolutely but part of the herd thing is feeling loved right so it's not just about the monkey brain where we're we get in the middle of the herd so we don't get eaten by the lions and the bears yeah, yeah. and the tigers. Oh my. Right. Yeah. It's about actually feeling um, connected to other beings. Right. Yeah. So it's not just for our physical safety. And I think a lot of times people forget that it's not just about physical safety, man. It's about mental health safety. It's Absolutely. about like emotional safety, right? Like yeah. um, spiritual and, safety. Um, exactly. Spiritual safety. We're like, we're figuring this out more and more, I think over the last two years, right is that absolutely there's a huge need for that for that connection yeah somehow i mean how do these companies like zoom all of a sudden overnight they're billion dollar company exactly yeah and why is that because people need to connect man oh yeah we have this desire to be connected um and, and of course the generations behind you and i are connected through this this is how they connect more often than not right which is perfectly fine this is how things evolve, right? Absolutely. And is it for good or ill? I don't think for either. I think it just simply is. Like exactly, and I, part of the evolution. And you're right. And I think uh, in a lot of ways, I have it gives me a lot of hope for the younger generations coming in. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, like the change will be on kind of them to keep it going forward. But absolutely, yeah. I think because they grew up in this world of, that's so small with being mm-hmm. connected. I mean, you know, my. My daughter knows had talks with people from other countries and stuff online. Like it's like the world is so small to them; it, it just seems natural. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I think there's a lot of like toxicity, and you call it male toxicity, whatever. But I think there's just general toxicity about that, where it's like, yeah. you know, we we can still be emotionally and 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 physically and spiritually like safe, mm-hmm. but still be men or still be mm-hmm. women or whatever you are, like. Yeah, you can still be human and still be like you don't have to take the oh I'm not a man now because I talked about my feelings. Oh, like, exactly, man. Like yeah. I, I just love that the world is opening up to being like, yeah. no, just be a human, yeah. like all humans that have emotions. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Just be human, and I think that's my my hope for the future generations mm-hmm. is they seem much more accepting for like gender stereotypes don't seem to be a thing for them uh sexual stereotypes uh and even the 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 comfort with just being mm-hmm. like oh what are your pronouns like yeah. i watch 12 13 year olds say it with no problem they don't mm-hmm. care 
it's just a courtesy it's like when you say hey how are you yeah it, it comes across that way where it's just so natural for them and i'm just shocked all the time i'm like this is that's healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what very makes, healthy and i think that's what helps people with like when you experience something traumatic but you have that kind of support group mm-hmm. I, I think you go through it in a whole different way yeah i'll just tough it up and walk it off (laughs) yeah exactly and dude like what has that ever done for anybody yeah like don't get me wrong there's times where we all have to like knuckle up right i Mm -hmm. get that but not every day like you can't do that constantly at some point you've got to stop knuckling up and rest your knuckles exactly right like you got to just okay try another tactic for a bit yeah yeah because I noticed even uh, there's times where like even just chatting, you know, with you on messenger and laughing mm-hmm. and joking, like that changes how I feel about the day. You know what I mean? 100%, um, me too. Or, or one of my other friends will send me a joke yeah. or something serious. Or, but I've noticed that a lot of the people I surround myself with now, like yourself and others, it's mm-hmm. they act when, when they say, Hey, how you doing? It's not just, eh, how's it going? Mm-hmm. It, is it genuine? Like, how are you? Yeah, genuine. and I think that's an amazing thing to have. I really I agree, do. man. I couldn't agree more. I think like we're very fortunate to have the friendships that we have, right? Yeah, and ours included in that. Um, but it's not, it's not really. I don't know how to say it. It's not a surprise, right? Because yeah. we work at it. Like we we connect to each other on purpose right like exactly. that's what i'm trying to say is we we yeah. go out, i go out of my way to connect with my friends right totally. and to yeah. connect with people and so do you and so do they and and it's yeah. it's like perfect right because that that connection that i lack maybe at home where i where right now i'm just like a cat i'm at home licking my wounds right like yeah and, I know eventually I'll feel like I don't have to lick my wounds anymore and I'll be fine. Um, okay. And now I don't know why I said that. Probably because Floyd is like staring at me and he's up <laughs> on a cupboard. Trying to hide in the corner now. <laughs> anyway, I lost track of what I was saying, dude. That's my bad. Well, I just think that's the connection. Like, I think when, mm. when you look at the meetings, peer support, like, yeah. I, th- I think really that's what it is. I mean, everybody at the meetings goes there for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You you all accept each other for the exact same purpose. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's like you can just like you don't have to put up defenses, especially because yeah. you've been going for so many years. Like you know, yeah, if you if you go up and wall up in there, you're yeah. not getting anything out of it. Well, and it's a lot of we have a lot of fun in there, man. Like yeah. I forget how much fun we have because we all know each other's like we know how messed up it is to be us sometimes right like and how messed up it was to be us yeah so like when we're in a meeting and someone says oh my god like i just about died well this happened and like half the room starts laughing it's like the person if they didn't know better would think we were laughing at them but really what we're laughing at is like shit man you too holy yeah. <laughs> like how did so many of us not die from that right like right yeah um and other stories of course where we connect and and it sure. uh but i just i've been chairing meetings more too and oh, good. and so well and that connects me to the group and and to the to the members right and i really appreciate the opportunity to do that um that's awesome yeah it's really good for me man it's good it's good for me to be there obviously in any capacity 
But I like chairing because I, I'm a big fan of rule 62, right? Which is don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that, that sentence, don't take yourself too seriously. I don't even know if that's a sentence. Or is it a phrase? Would that be a phrase? Phrase, sure. I don't know. Don't a sentence, that. whatever it is, a saying. Um, and it's not my saying, for sure. But I 100% agree with it. Yeah. Where you just can't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I've got to be serious about not drinking, for sure. I have to take that seriously. But that doesn't mean I have to take me seriously. Right. Yeah. And then, well, and there's moments where you got to be serious, sure. Of but course, I mean, man. Of course. But not every day. Yeah. Right. Like it's kind of like knuckling up. You don't got to yeah. knuckle up every day. And you don't yeah. got to take, take shit like super seriously every day. Um, especially when you have as many gifts as I have, right? Like yeah. as much, um, you know, family and friends as I've been gifted. Uh, I, shit, man, I got no reason to complain or take myself too seriously. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. Well, I'm in the same boat. Like as, as hard as this year was, I recognize there's people that are having much harder years. Um, yeah, and, and I don't want us to compare it, right? Because that's no, not what it's about. No. Um, it's all relative, right? It and, is. And I recognize too, like even as I'm saying, you know, um, that I have, I have I have many gifts and blessings, which I do. Like I'm not trying to minimize how hard the year's been either. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um, for us, because it's for not sure. like uh, it doesn't need to. That's not necessary, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Because life is hard. You know, it is. Um, in different ways for different people so well and in ebbs and flows like uh you know some people have a little bit easier time right now mm -hmm. and others are having a harder time then yeah it'll switch and yep. so like i guess for me it's just that was one of the big things too is realizing that i heard this a long time ago but it's like um you know like like a just like a storm everything passes mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. this seems like a really shitty moment and it could last six months or a year yep. Or maybe even a little bit longer, but Who it knows, eventually man. will pass. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like how how do you want to come out of it? You know? Exactly. That's the question. That's the question, Darcy. Yeah. How do you and, want to come out of it? The only and, thing you can control, right? Exactly. And and it's and I think that's important because it makes it relative to everything to everybody. Mm -hmm. So my struggles are my struggles, yeah. which are different than yours. Yeah. But they're still relevant because they're still struggles. Yeah, man. Because um, because you're like things that might come easy for me might not for you. Right. Exactly. And things that come easy for you might not for me. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And, and I've like, thankfully we've been able to kind of see that I think part of partly because of zoom and, and being able to see people's shit on like TikTok and all that stuff. Like yeah. we're communicating more and more that a lot of us have lots of skills and all kinds of stuff that we can do. Um, yeah. And it doesn't have to be super serious right absolutely yeah. yeah and i think one of the things like i it's always i love doing this show because i think the stories that come out of it mm -hmm. make you realize that like oh. these are perfect examples of people that have gone mm -hmm. through a long period of shitty shit yeah but get to do this show man and at the end of the day they're sitting in that chair talking mm -hmm. to you and they're they're coming out of that or they're trying to come out of that in a better situation. And it's, yep. and it just reminds me, like if, if somebody could go through something like that mm -hmm. and be this person that's sitting in this chair right now, you know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. guest who 
seems like such a nice person in there. You know, they're, it, it's just yeah. not what I would have, you know, ever think. Like, seriously, man, there's moments, I don't know about you when you're sitting on the couch, but there's moments where I'm looking at the person and I'm going, is this person for real? Like, are yeah. they actually sitting here? Yeah. Like, did they survive that? Like, that's crazy. Like, I go through that in my brain. Like, yeah. holy shit, this human being is here. Like, literally. <laughs> I don't just, say it because it sounds weird, but. But like, people have been like, oh, I was kidnapped, <laughs> like, three times. I know. I was smuggled, like, I was smuggled out of countries. I'm like. Yeah. I, but it's it's again it's it's like that stuff is going to pass and it's how you come out of it and it's it's amazing to see everybody come out of it the way it's, that you do. you're right man it's fucking amazing yeah and i i do i i don't say anything in the moment like in the middle of the interview because i know it'll throw it off yeah. if i just go hey you're fucking here right. <laughs> like i can see you and then go poke them in the cheek or something and be yeah. like you're real yeah. Like, because honestly, that's what my brain goes through sometimes with those yeah. stories we hear. It's just like unreal, man. Like yeah. every time I see, you remember Nolan's story, right? Yes. Every time I see Nolan, dude, I'm like, you blew up. <laughs> <laughs> like that's Hollywood movie you blew shit, up, man. Right? Like, yeah. And, and he is, he is such an amazing dude, but he blew up, man. Like he blew up, <laughs> and, and not a little here like a lot a lot <laughs> that's right not a little a lot he blew up i'll never I, I just loved how he ended the first podcast and he's like oh yeah by the way i blew up i'm at the end really i know he's like, like dude um you could have mentioned that <laughs> exactly. yeah that was awesome um, uh, but, but yeah, yeah you're so, right we've we've had some pretty good like we've been fortunate yeah well, and it, it just keeps me optimistic. And I think yeah, part of the too. reason that getting back to recording was so awesome for me was because then it kind of got me out of my like pity party for myself mm -hmm. and gave me some perspective to go, you know what, like these people came through shit. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm going through some shit right now, yeah, you are. Like I can end up in a good position like them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I think I it's know. Yeah. I, I think it really did help a lot in that regard. Yeah. So well, I know it helps me, man. You're, yeah. In that regard, for sure. Not to mention just the uh, the absolute pleasure it is to be around like superheroes, right? Like people who mm -hmm. survive shit that we shouldn't survive. You know, like that Absolutely. kind of stuff is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't take it lightly. That's for sure. No one. Even, I... even though podcasting is the funnest thing I do for work, like. That is having said that, that probably sounds really bad. <laughs> well, I think it's the funnest. I mean, it's fun. It is. No, it it's, is it's fun. so fun. Yeah. Because I get to just listen. I'm not required to like guide anyone anywhere. Yeah. Right. Like I don't, I don't feel a therapeutic responsibility. Yeah. In that moment. What I feel like is no, I want to set this, um, provide as easy a setting as possible for this human to share their thing. Totally. Right? Um, and stay out of the way as much as possible yeah well and and they i mean it's a pretty it's pretty deep sharing so so deep man. like yeah it's it's amazing i i uh yeah i think that's what i loved about getting back to recording though it's just yeah. and and connecting with people again like so is this our third guess, christmas or our fourth christmas uh 23rd right 18 19 20 no this will be our fourth one this is our fourth, so this is our fourth year in review. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, that's for this. You know, we didn't get uh, Dom and John on this one, though. 
Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what they're up to. Um, John has like two jobs though. So oh, yeah. yeah. So like, I didn't want to bother him. That's right. Cause we did the first three with uh, all four of us. Right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, man. Um, <laughs> weird, but we'll do it again with them this, this summer. We'll do one. Yeah. For we're, sure. Hopefully we're all going to go for a little getaway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then maybe we'll do a podcast while we're away. That'd be fun. Too. Yeah. We'll um, call it the, the, the barbecue podcast or something. Yeah, man. The, the BBQ. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, I guess, do you have, uh, I don't know, is what's 2022 looking like for Freedom's Path and stuff? Um, I'm optimistic, any... man. I'm optimistic yeah. about uh, some potential grants. I'm optimistic about um, new, maybe some partnerships or something like that coming up down the line. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Like it seems, it seems like places might get back to normal. Yeah, you know, a little bit uh, over the over next year, but again, I can't control that stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're we're looking at. I'm hopefully going to put an online group on uh, for probably 12 weeks. Just do it like two hours a week. Yeah. Um, and do the steps. Just work through the steps. Um, sure. for whoever wants to join up. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I think it's going to be status quo, man. Unless yeah. we can get. Again, unless we can get some funding for some well variety groups, yeah. Because um, I think we figured it out. It's like two grand per group um, for facilitation material yeah. um, and for the honorarium, right? For yeah. for the elders. So yeah, I think it's about two thousand a group, but um, could be probably it might be more now. Who knows? Like yeah, because that's the last time I checked was a couple years ago. Anyway, I think yeah. Well, and it's been tough too because I think a lot of the funding for grants that normally would go to grants probably ended up going to more COVID type grants. Uh, they did, yeah. You know, so it's been a couple of. I know for nonprofits, I know it's been a couple of tough years. Oh God, it's been hard, man. It's been really hard, especially for us small ones where we rely on like private donors, right? Like we yeah. we rely on, and we're so like lucky, like we've been yeah. so fortunate to have just super generous people come in contact with us right like right um, yeah man it's just amazing i've always said that about calgary though like i i've done my most of my well all of my adult work here and and frankly i don't know i bet you there's a lot less generous cities than ours I, th I think you're right i think um there's a lot of volunteerism in calgary there's a lot yeah. of like donations in calgary so yeah um, and I know with lots of job losses the last mm -hmm. two years, probably people aren't donating like they used to. And that's that's where it hits the so, small places, right? Like it yeah. hits us, it hits us a little bit harder there. Yeah. Um, but I understand it, right? And I, <laughs> it, as much as you know, my job this time of year is to worry. Like it, it uh, there's only so much worrying that you can do, right? And it, it's it's not for a lack of trying on anyone's behalf, right? Because we're yeah. all just trying to make it you know um absolutely so i it, to me it means a whole lot when people give anything to us right like, mm -hmm. it, it means a whole lot um yeah i don't know man i'm i'm excited for um i'm excited to see what what next year has in store like it, well, good or bad absolutely. right like it yeah uh, i'm i'm okay growing and if i have to grow another year i'll just grow another year right? like <laughs> if i if I need to like um, lick my wounds for another year and then I'll do that. 
right? Because yeah. I can. And um, I, I think it's important to, for me anyway, to just simply go with what feels best, right? Yeah. And yeah. How about you, man? You have any expectations or hopes or goals? Well, I uh, hopefully I can stay employed through 2022. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do have a couple of kind of well. I have one particular side project I'm kind of working on, but it's really just in the thought phase right now. So I'm, but I am hopeful. I I'm looking like I I have a new job that I'm starting here in the new year, but uh, right on, man. I'm just hoping to kind of get back to a little bit of normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I I really want to just stop. I just want to start doing new things. So I think 2022 for me is going to be saying yes to a lot more things. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's still so much we can't do that right now or that I'm not really comfortable doing as far as yeah. the whole plague goes. But, uh, <laughs> but I still, I just want to try new I things. I forget there's a plague, man. I forget. <laughs> but I just, I yeah, so I, like... think, I think 2022 is going to be pretty positive for me. Right on. Yeah. And I sure hope so, man. I yeah. sure hope so. You guys deserve it. You guys deserve like a, a coast year, man. <laughs> like a year where you guys can both just chill. Right? Yeah. And well, it's going to be a paying off debt year too, but <laughs> yeah, well that too, but that's easier to do when you can just chill. That's you don't exactly, have to like yeah. run ragged. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think we're going to be focusing more on like doing some more spiritual stuff. We're going to have mm-hmm. like more ceremonies in the backyard here and stuff. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a recovery year for us too, kind of thing. Like, a, yeah. you know, get back to normal, get back to feeling like life's good again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I feel good about it. Right on, man. Yeah. That's a good feeling when you have a little bit of optimism. Hey? Absolutely. Yeah. Right on, dude. Yeah. You want to stop the recording? Sure, man. Yeah, well, hey, man, thanks for, thanks for doing this another year. Yeah. Um, it's been, it's been, uh, been a year man i'm just gonna call it that i'm gonna say it's, it's been, been a year. year yeah brother absolutely but i got to, i've gotten to know you a lot better and that's been that's been pretty awesome so, it has been awesome uh, man. yeah man so i got no complaints really right on yeah wow. man welcome to the voices in recovery podcast voices in recovery is produced by freedom's path recovery society a registered Canadian charity. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider a donation to Freedom's Path Recovery Society. All donations go directly to assisting Freedom's Path in providing your services free of charge and helps us keep the podcast going. We are grateful for any and all donations. This podcast discusses difficult topics such as childhood abuse, drug and alcohol use, sexuality and sexualized trauma, and more. If you are under the age of 18, please speak with your legal guardian prior to listening. The opinions expressed during the podcast are those of the individual and not those of Voices of Recovery or Freedom's Path or any other organization. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this podcast. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional land of the Blackfoot Confederacy. This consists of the Kainai, Pekani, Siksika, and the Blackfeet in the U.S. We acknowledge the Stony Nakoda, which consists of the Bearspaw, Morley, and Chiniki. We acknowledge the Satina who are Dene, and the Métis, Inuit, status and non-status from all of Turtle Island, and those who are visiting. We are all treaty people.